Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, we are welcome to episode 5 of season 2 of Biblical Promises. In this episode, we continue with a look into one of the big five personality traits. We started looking at agreeableness in episode 4 as a personality trait. And in episode 4, we address high agreeableness. Today, however, we are looking at leaders that may be low on agreeableness. So what is what is low agreeableness in the context of authentic leadership? That is what we are trying to elicit response to. In the context of our review, beloved, low agreeableness refers to someone high on the trust and other unacceptable tendencies as viewed by others. Others can be their followers but they appear so they're superior. This is in direct contrast to agree, high agreeableness, which refers to someone that is trusting and warm to other fellows. Such fellow that is full of distrust and suspicion are less kind and gentle towards others. In fact, some of their contemporaries may de- define or describe them as cold. Leaders low on agreeableness will struggle, beloved, to muster positive influence on others. Due to their nature, some of their followers will view them as inconsiderate and dishonest. These qualities are made worse with persistent distortions and exaggerations of biblical accounts and contemporary accounts that they may have weakness because of their position. Beloved, leaders low on agreeableness will therefore be less perceived as authentic leaders by their followers and people even worship them from afar. The actions of Christian leaders that are low on agreeableness will be interpreted as offensive in most cases. Their actions will be interpreted as unkind and unfair by some of their followers. The imitation of Jesus Christ, therefore, which is expected of every born-again child of God, will not be evident in the life of such leaders that are low on agreement. Because no matter what they do, they seem not to be able, they will struggle to get along and they will struggle to have positive influence on others. So our the, the key word we want to use for our Wisdom quote in this episode is kindness. And we are taking uh, a cue from Proverbs 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 to 4, in looking at kindness. There are many verses in the Bible that talk about kindness or being kind. But we are looking at this one to drive home our point in terms of kindness that is expected from an authentic leader. I'm using we are using the NLT version in this episode. That says Proverbs 3 3 to 4. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in your heart. Kindness, therefore, is a thing of the heart. Is a thing of the heart. Just as humility is a thing of the heart. Just as confidence in God is a thing of the heart. Then verse 4 says, Then you will find favor with both God and people. Or 
if I say it in my own words, then you'll find favor with both God and man, and you will earn a good reputation. In effect, kindness will help us to earn good reputation, reputation among our peers, among our fellows, among our followers, either in the church or outside the church. Good reputation is something that we cannot buy with money. Now, we want to look at follow a different approach in this episode in driving home our point. We will be looking at the story of Boaz as a case study in as a demonstration of kindness. If we look if if we look keenly into Ruth chapter two, Ruth chapter two, we will note that Boaz represents a leader that was kind. That was kind in his days. And we can see an exposition on that in the Maswell Leadership Bible note. The words of Boaz as a made entrance in that particular chapter is very, very interesting and shows the kind of art that he has towards his fellow men and people that he was leading. For some of us that are not familiar with the story of Boaz, Boaz was Boaz is a wealthy and influential landowner and farmer from Bethlehem. And he showed that he loved God and wanted God's blessings, not just for himself, but for others as well. For instance, on the day that Ruth met him, in that particular chapter in Ruth chapter 2, Boaz arrived at his farm, Odin, and greeted his worker cheerfully in verse 4 with the Lord be with you. Verse 4, I'm reading the NIV version says, Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the Avestas, the Lord be with you. And his workers chorused, the Lord blessed you, the answered. It means he had a very, very good relationship. He connected. As we mentioned, that you have to connect before you expect a response or a feedback from, from people. We mentioned it in the previous episode. We see Boaz clearly connecting with his workers here yeah, in, verse, in verse 4. Then we will, more importantly, we will note that Boaz may have been treating the people around him with kindness. A keen look at the text shows that Boaz's special nature was evident in how he treated Ruth as well. He wasn't faking it. He was genuinely a, a, a kind leader. If we read from verse 5 to verse 8 quickly. Verse 5 says, Boaz asked the overseer of the harvesters, who is his worker as well, what does that young man, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, She's the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheep behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. This is introducing truth to Boaz. And this is Boaz's reaction in verse 8. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field. Don't go away from here. Stay here with the woman who work for me. This is somebody that Boaz was meeting for the very, very, very first time. He was already extending a hand 
of friendship, a hand of protection, a hand of kindness to her. When Boaz heard the story of Ruth, he showed kindness and consideration, even to the point of protecting her in the field. He also gave her all the provision that she may require before inviting her for lunch later on. In other words, Boaz was able to connect with Ruth before expecting a reaction from her. And the connection is very, very evident if we read from verse 10 in the same chapter. And I read from verse 10. That says, at, at this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, verse 11, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you left your father and your mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. Verse 12, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel. Under whose wings you have come to take refuge. He did not say, you have come to take refuge in my farm, or in my parish, or in my church, or in my province, or in my state, or in my country. But he referred to the Lord. A leader that is kind-hearted, that humility flows from their heart, we refer everything to the Lord. Just as Boaz have done, in this particular case. Verse 13. Brother said me. May Ruth says. May I continue to find favor in your eyes my lord. She said. You have put me at ease. By speaking kindly. To your servant. Though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. Where we see. Ruth acknowledging. The kind disposition of Boaz. The question before you and I. Beloved, in this episode is, can people under you, most importantly people under you, people that you don't, ex you don't expect anything from, can they refer to you as kind? Beloved, clearly if people you are walking around cannot do that, we have a major scope for reflection and correction. So, Guas modeled the sort of kindness required in ungodly leaders. That's what he did. He knew when to reach out and welcome others that God has brought to his circle of influence, even while remaining compassionate and caring towards them. For instance, in Ruth chapter 2, where we have read several verses, he showed kindness to his workers, starting from verse 4. And show the same kindness to root. So beloved, as, as leaders, we cannot afford to be low on agreeableness. Because when we are low on agreeableness, then we can be seen to be unkind. Kindness is a prerequisite for us to be authentic leaders. So let's look at our biblical furnaces as we conclude this episode. Number one, practical wisdom from this episode is far that Low agreeableness in leaders hinders the imitation of Jesus Christ in servant leadership. It hinders the imitation of Jesus Christ in terms of being kind. Number two, practical wisdom. 
followers of leaders low in agreeableness will perceive them as unkind, inconsiderate, and unfair. Number three, phronesis. Leaders low on agreeableness are cold in their decision. They will make cold-hearted decisions without flinching, without thinking about it. For example, do you make, as the leader in a department or a leader of a team, do you make your decision to self-promote yourself? Or you make your decision based on self-interest? Or you have made that decision to serve the purpose of that assignment that God has given to you? Number four, phronesis. Kindness must be found in all godly leaders. You cannot say you are a godly leader, you are serving as Jesus Christ has mandated us, and you are not kind. It's impossible. Those are two incompatible concepts. So, godly leaders cannot be seen to be cold towards others. More importantly, the flock that they are leading. Number five, the fifth and final phrases for this episode is authentic Christian leaders treat others with kindness all the time in every situation. Just as Boab treated his own worker that are working for him with kindness and they were cheerful in their response to him. And he also treated Ruth, a stranger he met for the very first time, with, with kindness. And Boaz is not alone as a leader in showing kindness. Even our contemporary leaders today, we have to show kindness wherever we find ourselves, either in the church or wherever we work in the secular world. So it's important for us to pray that kindness will be rooted in our lives. It must be heartfelt. It must flow naturally from our heart. Let's pray. Let's my Father. What a wonderful and merciful God you are to us. Our Father, Lord of Lord, King of Glory. Especially when we allow events to make us less agreeable to your flock or to others. In the name of Jesus, help us to cancel any coldness in our approach to our fellow man. In the mighty name of Jesus, mighty Redeemer, every lack of consideration towards our brethren from any gender, from any race. Lord, help us to be kind towards the people that we know and towards strangers that we don't know in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, mighty God, to treat others with utmost kindness all the time and always in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' most precious name, we are praying. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis, 
May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.